taking positive steps toward your future. With me this morning is my co-host, Mr. Sheldon Gooch. Good morning, Mr. Gooch. How are you? Good morning, Miss Sanders. How, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm absolutely wonderful. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. I had a chance to, to worship with some friends. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely wonderful. How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. You know, always hanging out with family and friends is always good. It's a good Sunday. Today, our topic, we will be talking about emotional abuse. There are so many different kinds, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physical, sexually, uh, even spiritual, spiritual abuse. And one of the things we want to do is start breaking down our topics um, that we are discussing. And today we're going to talk a little bit about emotional abuse. A lot of times when we go through uh, abuse, emotional abuse, we most times don't even know it is abuse, especially when you've been in different types of relationships with different type of people and they constantly do the same thing to you over and over again. And one of the things that we really do want to focus on uh, and and to hopefully make you aware of some of the things that that happens in one's life, you know, um, and and it's it's a form of abuse. And sometimes we don't we don't see it. We don't even think about it. We we don't even think it's me. We always think it's somebody else. So we just want to kind of touch on those subjects to today in reference to emotional abuse. Okay, so you mentioned. Uh, several different things. Um, one of the things that you, you you mentioned, and I don't know what order you want to go in, but I know that you mentioned spiritual abuse. Right. And a lot of people don't even understand that there is a such a thing as spiritual abuse. So what are some of the highlights of that? You know, my uh, from my experience with the Geneva Foundation, we uh, I have ladies that always talk about, you know, going to church is my safe place to go. You know, uh, I can always go to church when I can't go anywhere, but yet and still, sometimes members of the church, whether it's the the deacon or or the the pastor, first lady, even some of the congregation. I'm there to praise because it's something that I need, but yet and still, when people get up to testify or they get up to make a speech or even the pastor uh, in his remarks know my struggle and the things that I'm going through and it feels like I have become the topic of conversation, you know, from the, yeah, the target from the pulpit. You know, are target from different people in the in the congregation that may be speaking at time at times that may not quote unquote like that individual person, but the way to to tell them is indirectly, and that is to tell them why they have the opportunity to do that. So I've heard so many different people talk about the spiritual abuse. You know, I go there to be, to get peace because sometimes I can't go anywhere else, but yet and still, I feel like I'm being used from the pulpit. Mm. Wow. Let me ask you this, and this is just, it comes to mind, and I'm not sure if I'm on track or not. When there is one person in the relationship who maybe is spiritual, uh, and maybe have have more has more working knowledge of the Bible and the Word, and you know, and religion. I'm just going to call it religion. Mm-hmm. And because the other person may not know as much, is it possible then for that to be spiritual abuse where they kind of take a- it? Absolutely. You know, and, and it's a. You know, there's all types and kinds of people and there are the people that know it all that want you to sit and listen to them and not really listen to anything that anybody else has to say because they think their opinion is more valuable than the other party mm. but and and I've heard women talk about not so much the spiritual part of it uh, but uh, in relationship where the husband 
tells the wife, you can't do this because of this. And why can't, why can't I? Because I said so. You know, that went out in, in the 50s. People say, you know, and, and that's a part of, I guess, control. Um, because when a husband feel, or, or a husband or man or woman in a relationship, that one knows a little bit more than the other party. It doesn't matter if the woman feels that she knows more to check her man or to check her husband. It's which, is like, so, which is a lot of times is the case because yeah. women tend to be more spiritual. Yeah. And so, and, you know, and sometimes we have the, the tendency not to listen, mm. but to control based on knowledge. And wow. sometimes I don't think that's, that's equally yoked. Right. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes people can put up a resentment because of that, right. because all of a sudden now I feel less than. Right, right. And I can't say this because my value is not important. Or if you ask me a question about something, all of a sudden it goes to the point, I always say apples and oranges. Because you ask me a question, I give you my opinion, and then you say, well, I will do it this way. But yet, at, at the end of the day, why do you even need my opinion if you're going to say, I'm going to do it this way, or mm -hmm. it should be done this way? That's a waste of my time. So so that's a control piece? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you, you also mentioned um, physical abuse and I believe that's the one that most people, you know, they hear about the most or they know about the most. They recognize physical abuse or, you know, sexual abuse. Yeah, physical abuse, you know, um, you know, people see can see you with a swollen eye or, or face or arm or something broke. And we automatically think, oh, my God, you know, and to, to believe it or not, Physical abuse is not the most controlling abuse. Mm. Uh, physical abuse is something that you can get after three or four days for some people and weeks for other people, depending on your skin tone, can absolutely go away. Because if someone is beating me in my face or my skin or my arms or my legs, eventually that goes away but it ties right back to the emotional part of the human being. Right, right. And that that emotional part is the bruises may be gone, the scars may be gone, but mentally, what did that do to me? Right. You know, and a lot of times we don't understand that any type of abuse is about control. Right. And the control part of it is that person not wanting you to be who you can be because he don't know who he is or she don't know who she is. And you're always trying to keep that control. And a lot of times we isolate our friends from their family, the people that care about them, the people that love them, the people that's going to check on them because all of a sudden you can't do anything I, you know, you can't do anything else other than what I tell you to do. Mm. And what happens is Men or women, I'm going to say men and women, because men are abused as not, I wouldn't say as much as women, but men are abused as well. Right. And what happens is you start with that mental mm -hmm. abuse. And mm -hmm. the mental abuse comes, girl, you know I love you. Girl, you know I'm going to protect you. The sweet talk that a man gives a woman, right. that's for her to feel secure because this man said that he loves me. Right. But if a man love you, he's not going to beat on you. That's yeah, true. <laughs> you know, true. so a lot of times we fall in that in that trap of trying to belong because past relationships, you know, and you think you get with this guy and he's good because he sweet talks, he loves you, and he's going to do the right thing by you, and all of a sudden you right back in the same trap that you was in the first time. And right. what happens is when you are used to those type of relationships, those are the type of men or women that you draw to you right. is what you're used to. Right. Instead of, first thing we think is, oh, well, he's too nice, he's too this, you know, he wouldn't want me, you know, and not understanding what you're running from is actually what you need. You just don't know how to fit into that relationship 
because you are not used to it. And when you are not used to it, it's simply because you don't feel worthy of the love that a good person will give you. Right, right. That's interesting. So, um, so we're talking about um, spiritual abuse. We've talked about the physical abuse. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. What's a quick out? When a person is being physically abused. A quick out? Uh-huh. You know, there are steps that you have to take for that. You know, there's about five steps to get out of abuse. One of them is, is to realize that no matter what that person have said to you, no matter how much that person have beat you down mentally, mm-hmm. it's not your fault. Okay. And we don't understand that because if he beat you down long enough, and say that there's a pink cow outside, you're going to believe there's a pink cow outside mm-hmm. because you've taken all the control that you have and right. your thought process away from you. And the second thing, when you realize that these are thing, these things are going on, you need to make documentation. Ah, document. Document everything. Okay. You know, if he slapped you today, what time he did, and, and what he said to you after he slapped you. You know. So the, documentation beats conversation. Beat conversation any day. So you should always document everything that you that that person does to you, no matter how small it may be. And you think, well, I don't need to write that down. You know, he just slapped me and went on about his business. That slap is important oh, yes. because when you go to court, you're going to need documentation That's right. of everything that had happened to you. And the, sec- the third thing, pack for an emergency. Oh, Okay. You know, it can be an overnight bag with with toothpaste, comb, brush, over, uh, pants, jeans, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just pack for an overnight right. and make sure that you have clothes that you can use uh, for that. Okay. The other thing, set aside money. You know, I, I know some women back in the days that was abused and they went to the grocery store with a hundred dollars and went to dollars to the dollar store, bought all their canned food <laughs> because it was cheaper at the dollar store. Okay. And they saved the additional money and put it in their pocket. Wow. So they could actually save money for their getaway. And the fourth, the fifth thing is, you know, you may want to tell your family and friends what's going on with you. Well, that's because a hard thing, right? that's a hard thing to do because there's embarrassment in there. Right. There is um, the listening to, girl, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't take that. You never know what you would take until you put in the situation to take that. That's right. And when somebody is bigger than you and somebody is more controlling than you, that's what people do. So I, when I thought about the quick out, and here's this person being physically abused, you know, getting an arm broke or eyes blacked or hiding out to the heel, you know, um, a quick out. And you ain't going to like me for this. is a, a Louisville slugger. <laughs> well, hey, I like that. <laughs> you know? But no, the, the thing is, is uh, when a person takes it, 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 it seems like it increases when they take it. But if you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not an abuser. Never have. I never put my hands on a, on a female, uh, in, in, or a kid in 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 any way, in, in the wrong way. But if one stood up to me with a with a butcher knife or a baseball bat, I would. I, I think you know. And I'm not advocating violence. Oh, absolutely not. But if you know, how many times do we hear about people losing their lives in domestic violence? Mm-hmm. You know, women are serving time right now for domestic violence. And was it self-defense or they just did it? You know, there is some time in life, in life in general, when someone, it's just like someone walking up constantly kicking a dog. After a while, that dog going to get tired. And mm-hmm. guess what going to happen? He either going to leave or he going to turn on you. Yeah. Okay. And it's the same way with a human being. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're going to come up out of it one way or the other. You know, but the thing is that we want to talk about, let's get out before it gets to that point Mm -hmm. of being so sick and tired of sick and tired, tired that I'm waiting for you to get drunk (laughs) 
and then I'm going to burn the bed up. No. <laughs> or I'm going to do some other things to you. So we don't want to get to that point. We want to recognize that there is a problem. We want to deal with it immediately. And one of the things that we do as women, we hold on and hold on, hold on, because we still see something in that abuser. Oh, wow. <laughs> that he doesn't see in himself. And we're holding on trying to love him until he can love himself so he can stop hurting me. Mm. Woo. That's, that's, <laughs> that's But that's what we do. As women, that women learn how to love. And when we love someone, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, he's not going to do this forever. I'm praying. I'm going to pray. I'm going to hang in here with him. Uh-huh. You see her next week, she got two black eyes. Not one, two. Limping. But she's... <laughs> But she's still hanging in there with him. That's, that's, oh man, you that's know, crazy. and it's only because he doesn't. He has taken everything that she has, right. and she don't feel that she can go anyplace else because she. He have taken the family away. All of her support system is gone. Hmm. Is gone, and there is nowhere to go. First, he beat her down. He make her feel less important. He takes away the family. He takes away the money. Because now she's depending on money. She takes away, he takes away everything. Everything from her. So so that's financial abuse. That's financial abuse. So I'm holding all the purse strings. Yes. You can't buy anything no. unless it comes through Mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. Not at all. And, and the sad thing is, for instance, she go and buy a dining room set, guess what he going to do? Get mad and say, we can't go on vac- vacation because you bought a dining room set. That's just an example. Mm. You know, and it's just so many different things. You get mad, cut up the credit card. You don't need this credit card. You're not, you're not you know, I'm out there doing all the work. And you're at home running up all the bills. But you told me to go purchase this. That's just his way of taking away from her. Right. right. You know. So you take the family, you take the friends, you take everybody that's important. You sit around, you talk about her to your friends and your family like she's nobody. Mm -hmm. And when she's beat down so far, she's not going to go to her family because, number one, she's too embarrassed. Number two, they're going to say, I told you so. Right. And number three, they're not going to help her. Mm. And that's what happens. Yeah. You know, but the, the other thing is when you leave, you should have a place in mind that you are going. You have to have a place in mind that you, that you're going to go. Right. And that it's going to be secure. Because 9 times out of 10, if there is an abusive man that controls you, he's going to come and find you. Mm. And we and we've seen <laughs> movies about that. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they said move on with your life. You know, but but you have to get to a place of feeling secure in order to do that. Right. Because if there's somebody spying on you, watching you, not going to work, but he says he's going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, back in the days, there's a, a many years ago when I was growing up, I, I remember this man that <laughs> loved his family, loved his family. But he was very abusive to his wife. And he would go to the point of living on a gravel road. He would take, I don't know if you know these old uh, brooms that you used to tie. You can they, Like a straw broom? Straw broom mm-hmm. used to tie. He would leave back his car all the way out to the road. And he would take that broom and go sweep that broom. Sweep that gravel road to the end of the road taking Ta- it, taking his tracks away taking his tracks away so if and so if there were any tracks there she get beat down when she when he got home rather if it was the mailman or the man reading the meter he didn't have no business being there when he was not home mm. and he would beat her down when he got home wow that's extreme that is to the extreme. And so one day she decided enough was enough. And she took her children and left. She made her own tracks. She made her own tracks. She made her own tracks. But did she love him? Yes. But she realized in conversations that we had many years ago, she realized that what her husband was doing to her, her daughters 
she was concerned about her daughters. Absolutely. And she was concerned that the daughters would end up marrying men like her father. And that's how it was. Like their father, because that's all that they knew. Right. Was that abusive, you know, relationship that they have, mm -hmm. that cursing and storming and going out of the door, you know, and being extremely jealous. Mm. But jealous plays a hard role in any abusive relationship. Right. And what about, um, I guess this is emotional abuse when somebody's tearing up the house or tearing up, because they're not putting their hands on you, mm -hmm. but they're kicking the door in or punching a hole in the wall. Or... Psycho psychological as well. Okay. And, you know, mentally and psychological is on the same page right. because there's so many different things that you have to deal with when you're talking about emotional, verbal, and psychological abuse. Mm -hmm. They all falls in the same category because what that person does is he humiliates or he embarrasses you in front of people. Oh, that's, ooh, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what he does. You know, he, okay. wait till all his guys come over. Then he wants to embarrass you in front of them. Wow. Yeah. You know, or talk down to you. Mistreat you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Refuse to communicate. You know, you, you can hear right now that there's so many women say, my husband won't talk to me. <laughs> he won't communicate with me. I never know what he's thinking and how he's feeling, but that's what he's doing. That is called psychological abuse. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes into neglect a little bit. Yes, it? because he, he's neglecting his wife. Mm -hmm. if, if, if I'm coming to my husband and saying, honey, we have this problem. We need to talk about it. And, and you look at me like we don't have no problem. If two or more people are saying the same thing, there's a problem. Right. And, right. and sometimes that's what they do. They fall into that and they fall into ignoring you. Now, I read a book, um, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Mm -hmm. and, and they talk about the two, the two different types of uh, personalities. And they say that the average person needs to speak in a day 20,000 words. And if a man is working all day, he's got his in, and and his wife is waiting on it. That's right. <laughs> and so, and so it, the, the book was saying that men need to learn how to take the time to really listen. And I think that's one of the, you know, and I guess men way back in the yesteryears was taught to go to work, do the man thing, take care of the family, you know, but there was no communication when he got home mm -hmm. other than mom would come and put the food on the table. Right. Well, how was your day? Everything was fine. And if it came down to discipline the kids, the mom would probably say, such and such one was a bad boy today. Mm -hmm. Then the father goes to discipline him, and right. that's the end of the conversation. Right. You know, and I know that from <laughs> my upbringing and some things that went on in our home as well is that Dad would come home and didn't have three words to say, you know. And Mom would sit on the on the front porch and talk, 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 and he'd go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as it went. Wow. You know? Yeah. But there's just so much that is uh that is attached to psychological abuse, you know, even when people make mean jokes. Say I love you, but mm. but what? Mm. <laughs> That's what they do. They say, I love you, but, and you still wait in there on the but. What does the but mean? Why should there be a conjunction there? And the but <laughs> always precedes an excuse. Yes. Always. Always precedes always. an excuse. And, and you will have uh, psychological abuse. You will have men having many, many affairs. Mm. They call it escape. Wow. Escaping wow. from going and that's another home. whole show. Now. That's a whole different <laughs> ball game, man. And and sometimes, uh, but isn't that uh, 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 when either of the spouses of have pr promiscuity, you know, where they're going outside the, the bonds of the marriage and having affairs and, and sexual encounters, isn't that abuse too? Absolutely. Okay. Because you are not. My understanding when you get married is forever until death do you part, all those wonderful things. 
but you know and you know on a lot of things that I've heard with the foundation um, with some of the ladies one of the things that they talked about was their husband having an affair on them we have had many conversation about a husband going outside the marriage uh -huh. you know and when everything that they need is probably at home and it's probably a selfish reason that they go outside of the marriage and um so you say it's a, there's a it's a selfish reason that they go outside yeah, of the marriage because it's most times it's about them and not wanting to do deal with things at home uh -huh. you know a lot of time people Matt, well, one of my students was, was talking about her husband married her because she was a good cook and was a good mother. And he knew he she would be a good and a good mother and that she would take care of the family. But yet instead he wasn't in love with her, right. but he was selfish. Okay. And the selfish part of that is I'm going to marry you because I know that you would be a good woman for my for my children and right. that you would take care of them uh -huh. and you would be a good cook you would be a good wife but yet and still I was not through doing what I wanted to do yeah. so you stepped out he stepped outside the marriage wow and my question is why did you take him back women have the same question answer all the time because I loved him mm. and the thing is who do you love the most you know, um, we, we've had this conversation many times, <clears throat> but I, I keep going back to it because it it's the secret to a good relationship. And that is when God created man and, and woman, he created the man um, with an innate desire to, to, to be, res to, to want respect or to crave respect and honor. And then um, he created in the woman um, the desire and the longing for appreciation and love. And so uh, so men need respect, women need love. Uh, but when one fails to give the other what they need, then it's easy to, well, I'm not going to say it's easy, but there will be distractions out, out there. And, uh, and that's the reason why, you know, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, talks about um, be subject to your own husband, meaning just honor him. Mm -hmm. And husband, love your love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And um, so I, I always look at that scripture when I look at a relationship. That's a great observation. Okay. So so tell us now. You 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 were talking about emotional abuse. You know, I just how, what's the way out of emotional abuse? I mean, you know, the the way out of emotional abuse is the way out of any abuse. You got to first acknowledge it is a problem, and how do you acknowledge that? If you are out and you see this man treating this woman with so much love and respect, and this man is come on here, sit down, you know, just be really being rude to you. I always say that physical, emotional disrespect, uh -huh. I should say, is something that makes me feel uneasy within my soul. Because I know as a woman, how do I, how do I want to be treated? Mm. And, and I'm always <laughs> going to be treated with respect. Because if not, then for me, I love me more than I love anybody. <laughs> and so once you realize that this doesn't feel good, this person embarrasses you in front of your friends. You know that's not right. right. Or, or if he's the mood change, you know, all of a sudden you all are out with your friends, you get home, your mood changes. You know, that's emotional and psychological abuse. You know, and that's, ooh, man. I mean, there's a lot of that going on. What I mean by, it, by that is there are men who openly... Uh, speak well of their wives and, and sometimes speak well to their wives mm -hmm. or, or their girlfriends or their women. Mm -hmm. Like they just really, you know, um, love them and appreciate them and all of that. But when they get home, so it's like an open show. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and it makes it hard harder to believe that a woman is being abused or controlled when they're looking at this open show of of a, uh, appreciation and, and 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 chivalry and all of that. That's a front for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's a front for him mm-hmm. because number one, you don't want your boys to know you treat your wife like that, right. especially with if you're around. A lot of great guys that treat their wives in front of you because you don't know how they treat you, treat them when they're not around. Right. But if you have guys that treat their wife with the utmost respect, you're going to show the utmost respect to your wife right. when you all are in conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had conversation about that as well. Mm-hmm. And one lady told me, she says, to be with my husband is the most joyful thing when we're around other people. Ah, there it is. <laughs> and I said, what does that mean? She says, he cannot stand me when we're not together, oh, when we're wow. together. And I asked her, why was that? And she says, because he's always on his phone, he's always watching the game, he's always busy doing other things or sitting at his desk pretending that he's busy when I know that he's emailing somebody else. And even if he was not emailing someone else, just that lack of attention and ignoring. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a person may feel neglected, but they really feel rejected. Rejected. And um, sometimes we can be so busy that we don't give the quality time Mm -hmm. necessary for a healthy relationship. Uh, Sometime when he come home. I say he because I'm a woman. We're talking about men. But come home, he's moody. You know, he's, you can hear him laughing coming through the door on the phone. But the moment he walks in the, in the house, his personality started to change. Yeah. Where he's extremely moody. Like, I'm only home because I'm supposed to be here. Right. You know. Right. And a lot of times women go through this so much, they don't even know that they are being emotionally or psychologically abused. Until they wake up one morning and want out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the man figure out, this woman is really going to leave me, so I'm going to threaten to commit suicide. Those are one of the warning signs as well. (laughs) That's one of the warning signs Mm -hmm. that they they talk about committing suicide. Well, you know, I know you're talking about men and in that side of the relationship, but believe it or not, it works both ways. Absolutely, you without know. a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I'm sure it's just as many men out there that goes through the emotional and physical conversations every day and not deal with them because yeah. he's not going to talk to his boys because boy, he don't want his boys to know that mm-hmm. my wife talked to me like that or talked down to me. You know, I've had one lady that I was talking to... <laughs> a while back and she was talking about uh, the emotional well how she had to ask her husband for forgiveness we just talked about this a couple weeks ago she had to ask her husband for forgiveness because she made more money than he did okay wait wait, wait. <laughs> I'm serious this is what? crazy she made more money. She made $22,500 more a year and, than her husband made. And she had to apologize for that? She apologized to him because what she was doing was every time there something came up, well, I bought this. Oh. Well, I made more money than you did. Oh, okay. So she realized she was tearing him down emotionally. Right. And um, <laughs> physically, right. and not not so much physically, but emotionally and psychologically. Mm-hmm. And and I asked her, I said, why did you change? She says, I was watching TV. I said, what do you mean you was watching TV? She told me the name of the show. I don't remember what it is. She says, and I realized the woman that was playing in the scene, in the scene of the movie, was me. Hmm. That was my life. That was me. Yeah. And she says, as much as I went to church and all the things I did in church and how I uplifted my my husband in church, we have three great boys and we do a lot of different things together. She said, but 
I had to realize, and it took me sitting there fumbling through the TV to realize how bad I was by watching TV. You know, <laughs> and I thought that was why I said, God, won't you do it? He'll come to you wherever you <laughs> yeah, are. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, some of the other relationships, I should say, they uh, don't ex exclude the other party. They make the decision without the other party. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I did that. But it's not just you. This is a a family thing, and the decision should have been made by both parties. Right. But the man ended up making all the decision, and then when the wife fell, finds out about it, somebody else tells her. You know, I attended a, a seminar, and they were saying how uh, guys, when you go to make a purchase or make a major decision or something, if you consult her, not necessarily get permission, but get agreement or approval, even if there's some discussion or maybe even a disagreement, mm -hmm. but at least show that this was not a selfish choice. It, it, I am thinking about you in, in doing this. You know, that makes it easier for her to accept. You're absolutely right, because one of the things that we want to know is that we're part of. Yes. That's important to yes. know that that I'm a part of, you know. And sometimes it's terrible when it comes to somebody from somebody else mm -hmm. to call you and say, well, girl, we do, you know, your husband did this, this, and this, and this, but you didn't, con you know, right. at least tell me. You know, and not act like I'm not important or I'm not in this relationship. But, and one thing that, that I've learned from the foundation and doing a lot of things with it is that I've learned that hmm, we should always expect, give what we expect. And sometimes we don't always give what we expect. We expect the other party to always be there and do this, this, and this. But when is it my time? Right. And sometimes in relationships, we don't get that. And when there's true love there, no one's keeping score. But over a period of time, one giving more than the other, that imbalance mm -hmm. is going um, gonna to throw off the equilibrium in the, in the relationship. It's sad, but that's what happens. Just to back up on something, you were talking about this lady uh, and how she saw herself on TV. Mm -hmm. One of the things is when a woman is tearing down her man because he associates his ability to take care of things with himself being a man. Being Absolutely. A man. So, you know, just like I heard Pastor Thomas say, a real man wants to provide for his family. A real man wants to go to work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he may be unemployed or he may be underemployed. Um, but if she beats him down or exalts herself over him because she's making more money, she mm -hmm. will cause him to have problems even in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And and so now that ends up adding to the, the whole scenario. You know, and, and one thing that women, <laughs> some women I should say, do is uh, a sign of punishment. They were told. Like uh, my dear said, <laughs> clink, clink, right? Clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> they were told to try to punish their mate. And not only women do that, men do that as well. Uh -huh, you uh -huh. know, men do that as well. And it's, it's, it's control. It's maintaining the power. That's what it is. That's real power. Yeah, I guess so. Leverage, I should say. <laughs> but, you know, but, and the sad thing about it, instead of just coming together, having a conversation, and talk about whatever the issues are, mm. it's always who going to win. And it shouldn't be about who's going to win. Right. To me, it should be if it's a win-win for for both parties. Right. And in a relationship, it's always give and take. But as long as you're winning for the best of the relationship, right. it shouldn't be the mental and physical and emotional abuse. It's it's a lot of give and take in relationships. But, 
You know, I see women all the time. Just not too long ago, there was a, a good friend of mine that was dealing with being in a relationship for such a long time. And because she spent so much time, she's using that and saying, hey, but I've been there for nine years. I'm invested. Invested in what? Hmm. If it's still going up and down and he's still disrespecting you, bringing women in your face, doing all this crazy wow. stuff, you got nine years of your life that's gone and you want to invest another nine years? That's stupid. Mm. Okay, that's not a good word, is it? <laughs> I mean, that. why would you do that? The only person that's winning here is him because you have not given him a reason to change. Sometimes you just got to let go mm. and know yeah. that your value, who you are, is more important than what somebody is trying to take away from you. Right, right. And sometimes we don't get that because it's back to this woman thing. Once you're in love, you fall in love. My grandmother said, that's not love. That's a bad case of indigestion, <laughs> you know. And, but we still fall into that, I, I, you know, I see something in him that right. he don't see in himself. Sometimes that works, but most time it it does not. Right, right. It does not because if that person is not willing to change, and my thought is always this: if I love you so much, and what I do hurts you, if I love you enough, I will stop causing you pain. Wow! <laughs> I will stop causing you pain. So, Mr. Goose, that's where I am with that. <laughs> well, I I feel the same way. I've I've um. I'm not the authority on relationships because I've had some, some doozies. <laughs> you know, I was listening to my little little niece, and I hope she don't mind me telling this. She was dating a young man. Loved him. But before they got into the relationship, she said, I'm going to give you two years of my life for you to get it together because I already know what I want. And for, two, for any reason in two years, we're not married then I will leave. <laughs> and she meant just that. And the day on their two-year anniversary, he asked her to marry him. All the way down to the wire. <laughs> All the way down he to the He used up that time, didn't I said, baby, did you do that? She said, yes, ma'am. I don't have time to waste my life. She said, I have no time. I told him after six months, I loved you, but I'm going to give you another year and a half. And after that, if you don't make the decision to marry me, I will make the decision to leave you. You know, that 18 months, he th every single day he was thinking about that. <laughs> but on the anniversary, he asked her to marry him. And they've been married now for a few years. That's great. That's great. I said, wow. I said, you really going to do that? She said, yes, ma'am. And I'm not playing. But the thing is, a woman has to show the ground rules. A woman can always teach a man how to treat her. <laughs> and sometimes we don't understand we have power. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. So this being Domestic Violence Month and also Breast Cancer Awareness, what is the central message that we all need to take in? Not just females, but males and kids and all because it, it's, it's a full spectrum. I mean, we hadn't even gotten into human trafficking, which is, which is another another issue. This being Domestic Violence Month, mm -hmm. what's the message that we should be getting out there to, to the people? I know there's campaigns running, you know, they've got walks, they've got parades, they've got all kinds of things going on. And all of that does bring about awareness but how many people go home to the same situation? You know, it's, it's amazing because we have one month out of a year that we have domestic violence month. Mm. Uh, and what we don't realize, that's, this is a great cause, don't, don't get me wrong, by no means. But abuse is 365 days out of a year. Mm. It's just not one, one month. And I will tell anybody, if they're in a relationship and someone is disrespectful to you, calling you out of your name, 
or saying things against your character, you need to leave immediately, you know. And, and a lot of times women get to the point where they have a baby or a couple children or in a relationship or, or in a, you know, whether it's marriage or living together, they think that this person is the provider. I can't leave. You can always leave. Right. There's somewhere that you could always go to protect yourself and your children. And what you don't understand is that no matter what your situations are, your children, if there's a man that is abusing you, beating you, disrespecting you, if there's a son, he's going to do that to somebody else's daughter. Sure. And if that is a daughter, she's going to accept the man that will abuse her, disrespect her, because she's going to feel it's okay because her mother accepted that. And with a mom that's going through this, if you don't love yourself, it's so important that you love your child. Do it and you. Yeah, and if you can't do it for yourself, you got to dig deep inside of you and know that your child do not need to experience what you are experiencing. And if you want to be a hero, just leave. Just get out. And sometimes it's not easy to leave. And like I say, you got a plan. You got to have a plan of action. What are you going to do? Save your money. Where are you going to relocate? Get your family involved. Get a member of your family involved that you can trust. And proceed to something very positive for your life, for yourself and your children. Because every day we turn on the radio, somebody has died at the hand of another human being. And this is too important for you just to waste your life and the lives of your children. So that's what I would say, Mr. Gooch. That's a, that's a good word. Do it for the loved ones in your life if you can't do it for yourself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we would love to get your feedback and your comments and uh, love to hear what your, your opinions are on this week's broadcast. And uh, we thank uh, Miss Colleen Sanders. I, I tell you, she's a, she's a beautiful lady. She doesn't look like what she's been through. Um, but she has an incredible spirit and a loving heart. And um, so what what are the last words, Miss Sanders? The last words would be, you should always plant seeds today for a better tomorrow. Mm. You know, I think that's something my mom instilled to me many, many years ago. Mm. You know, plant seeds today for a better tomorrow. And if you're in a place where you're just hurting and don't know what to do, just go do something kind for someone else. Rather you pick up the phone, call them, uh, encourage them in any way. And I promise you, when you start to do something for someone else, it will seem like your burden is a little bit lighter. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our broadcast for today. And we hope you have a great rest of the week. Uh, thank you for joining us this Monday morning. Next week, we will be talking about males and their responsibility and how they can step up and be the men that God has endowed them to be. We look forward to visiting again on next Monday. We have other hot topics that we will be talking about as we close out the end of this year. We're excited, very excited. So how can we reach you? You can reach me at www.GenevaFoundationInc.org. And Mr. Gooch, how can we get in contact with you? Uh, you can go to IamFreeInc.com. It stands for I Am Free Incorporated. Thank you so much. Look forward to next week. All right. Have a blessed one. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings Radio, where we're planting seeds today for a better tomorrow and helping you to take progressive steps towards your freedom. We're here every Monday morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you join us. So may the goodness and mercy of the Lord pursue you all week long, and we'll see you right back here on Monday. Have a great week, everyone.